0: Hi there and welcome to One Body, One Life, proudly sponsored by Jama’s Fine Foods. I'm Vicky Nguyen and I'm on a personal mission to live to 120 and I would absolutely love to take you on this journey with me. This fortnightly show is focused on longevity and understanding how we can all live longer and stronger through diet, exercise, lifestyle, nutrition, and so on. Each episode, we will uncover tips and tricks to living your healthiest and happiest life for as long as physically possible. I'll be chatting to the experts as well as people who have defied the odds and explore various treatments and modalities to help us all reach optimal wellness. Happy New Year, everyone. It's 2020, the beginning of a new decade. So exciting. Um, and according to the Chinese zodiac, it's also the year of the rat, which I actually like what the rat symbolizes. It's strong vitality, strong reproductive capacity, and has a high survival rate, So, which is actually quite fitting for this podcast. So um, at the start of the new year, it's also a really great time to set New Year's resolutions or new intentions. Um, in yogic terms for the yogis out there, it's known as a sankalpa, which is like an intention set by the heart and mind. And in fact, a Sankalpa can be set like any time. It doesn't necessarily need to be at the start of a new year. But new years are a great time for people to set Sankalpas or resolutions because – often people see the new year as a time for a new beginnings. And most people want to go on health kicks and they want to start, you know, joining gyms and cutting out sugar or cutting out alcohol, etc. cetera. So, um, yeah, it's a good time to set resolutions or intentions. But I actually like the word intention more than resolution because, for me, resolution has a negative connotation. For me, it implies that you need to resolve something. Um, and for me, it's not necessarily the case that I need a resolution. I'd rather like to have an intention, whether it's personal or professional and even for my family. So um, so maybe it's a good time for you now to think about what your intention is for the year. So for me personally, 2020 is going to year where I intend to incorporate more dancing into my life. Dancing something I love and I actually started salsa lessons um, at the end of last year. So I want to do more of that and also add in um, on a health note, I want to add in two to three days of water fasting into my longevity plan and I, I hope to do that each quarter. Um, on the professional level, I intend to launch a few more products, which is always fun and has its own challenges. And on the family front, um, obviously I've got my son in year 12 and my daughter Jasmine is heading into a new school and in, in, going into year eight. So the intention there is to be present and be more engaged with them and be available for them during such an important time in both of their, their lives. So overall, the family theme for us this year is to be present. So our first guest for 2020 is Mr. David Burns. He's from the DJB Food Group, and I had the privilege of working with David for about two years when I was rebranding Jamae's Fine Foods and launching my Nutritional Latte range. So David's a lot like me. He's high in energy, full of life, and not afraid to give things a go, He um, and he prides himself on having a growth mindset, and this is proven when you look at his, or what he's achieved in his life, both personally and professionally. David was born in the UK, he's 53, but doesn't look it, and has six beautiful children. Um, The thing I find interesting about David is he's actually the only person I know, or have ever met rather, um, that has lost both parents to cancer. So I'm curious to know what he does as a means of prevention. So welcome to the show, David.
1: Thank you so much, Vicky. Great to be here.
0: Yeah, happy new year to you.
1: And to you too. I like your New Year's resolution.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being available for um, the 6th of Jan and my first guest for the year. So I hope you had a lovely break. It's actually my 18-year um, wedding anniversary today.
1: Congratulations. Thank
0: you. So um, so before we get into the, into the interview, I want to know, um, did you want to share any of your like New Year's resolution or any intention that you may have, either personally or professionally?
1: Look, I'm generally not very good at New Year's resolutions, to be honest with you, (laughs) but I did have a think about it this year. So a couple of things for me. Number one, I really need to get some uh, work-life balance happening in my life. When you have your own business, we, we, the turn of phrase we use is work-life blend. Yes. Because I think work-life balance is almost impossible. But, yep. um So for me, that's a big one. You know, there's there's your work time, and then there's your family time, and and mine is a real mishmash, and uh, so I need I need to address that. Yes. And on the personal front, um, I love running, as yeah. I know you do, and I want to get my uh, my park run 5k. Time down to uh, as close to twenty minutes as I possibly can, wow. so about a minute and a half Five to go. In so twenty uh,
0: minutes—that's a good effort.
1: Yeah, and just be you know fit and healthy as I possibly can be.
0: Amazing. Yeah. So as you know, for this podcast, one body, one life—it's all about longevity and understanding how we can live longer and stronger. Um, and you're an ideal guest for this podcast, especially given both of your parents have passed away from cancer at such young ages. So I'd love to focus on what measures you take to prevent illness.
1: Yeah, no, it's a, thank you. And um, yeah, my, my mother passed away at 51 and my dad at 63, um, yep. prostate cancer and my mum breast cancer. So um, so for me, obviously, I'm uh, supremely uh, conscious about, you know, what I do and how I live my life. So, um, you know, I've always been a, a fit, reasonably healthy guy. And I think, you know, your influence is probably key over the last couple of years and yep. taking that to the next level. So... I um, I have a morning routine every morning, so I'm uh, I I'm into the hemp oil now uh, every morning. Um, MSM, which helps with um, my joints and recovery from my training. Uh, what else do I do? Curcumin, which is the heart of the turmeric, which is great for antioxidants and anti-inflammatory, as you know. Yeah. I'm into the fresh garlic, so uh, not for Love everyone, it. but a freshly chopped uh, clove of garlic straight yeah. down the gullet. Great for killing <laughs> all those... Bad bacteria and, um, you know, highly nutritious as well.
0: Not great for the friendships. Well, I don't chew it. If you swallow
1: it straight down, it's actually quite good.
0: Yeah, I actually take the garlic juice, so I hear you. It's great. That's good.
1: Apple cider vinegar in the morning as well. And then um, in conjunction with all of that, on most days I don't eat until 11 o'clock, which is around about... Uh, sixteen hours of uh what you as you know intermittent fasting, yeah which uh works for me, given that you're asleep for most of that yeah um so that kind of works for me, and then from a a physical point of view i'm i'm running I'm in the gym, I started hot yoga recently, okay, which is obviously um very, 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 very good for the mind as well as as well as the body. And the hot yoga is hard work. Let me yeah. tell you.
0: So let's just take it back a bit. So, yeah. what type of cancer did your parents have?
1: Yeah, my mother had breast cancer, right. and she had breast cancer very, very young, so late 30s, wow. on and off, and then passed away at 51, which is obviously you know younger than what I am now. So. Yeah, and uh, I would say though I, I do believe that if if this occurred today, you know they possibly would still be alive with uh, you know the advancement of uh, cancer research, which we can we'll chat about a bit later. Yep. Yeah.
0: Interesting. So your mum was breast cancer, and your dad?
1: Dad passed away of prostate cancer, and yep. again, you know, I would say avoidable, uh, largely through you know the you know the sort of infrequent screening yep. that I know he wasn't a yep. big lover of. I yep. mean um, and ironically he was actually in the profession. He was actually a nurse tutor, believe it, believe it or not. Wow. Um and that sort of spread into his bone marrow and um yeah, that was ten years after my mum passed away in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah.
0: Okay, interesting. So how do you know... So once your parents passed away, did you start investigating, like, genetically what was happening and whether you were considering both parents passed of cancer? You may be predisposed to a certain cancer. So what did you go... What process did you go through?
1: Yeah, well, what what occurred was... the 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 telltale sign that there was something on in the family around um uh, 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 g- gene wise was my f- sister okay um, had breast cancer also right. in her late thirties so this is a year after my dad passed away okay and with my sister uh being a a a police uh inspector at the time was uh very inquisitive about you know what was going on and she unraveled this uh Gene that we all have, uh, in particular, a breast cancer gene. So BRCA one,
0: yep, BRCA1 and uh, yeah.
1: BRCA one, yeah. And if that gene is faulty, which Janet's was, and uh, more than likely my mother's was also, then that significantly predisposes you to breast cancer, um, at alarmingly higher risk than the average female of as high as seventy percent. So if you have a faulty BRCA one gene in your female, then you are more likely than not to develop breast cancer and or a cancer at some stage in your life. Yeah. Right.
0: So, did you, were you tested for this BRCA1 gene as well?
1: Yeah. So, then my sister sent a ripple through the family and um, we uh, all had our genes tested, our BRCA1 genes tested. And uh, so, my gene is faulty. Okay. Uh, and it's just a random, you know, pop yep. bad luck thing. So, and then I became part of a study with Peter Mack in yep. Melbourne, a fantastic cancer hospital here in Melbourne. Um, to understand what does that mean for men. So I was part of a study where we had uh, a group of um, men with a normal gene and a group yep. of men with a faulty gene. Yep. And um, I mean, that study is still ongoing, but the preliminary results are that uh, for men, there is a slight increased risk of a uh, breast cancer. Believe it or not, men can develop yeah, breast yeah. cancer.
0: It's quite high, isn't it, as well? It is. It's almost it is. similar numbers to females having yeah. breast cancer. Yeah.
1: yeah. And to, you know, from, you know, to do your self-examination, it's just not the sort of thing you think about, to be Honest with you, yeah. so I'm conscious of that. Um, prostate cancer and yep. uh, and then melanoma are the other, are sort of big three.
0: Okay, between
1: five and fifteen percent increased risk versus your normal um, your normal male as yeah.
0: a BRCA one carrier. Correct, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, got yeah. it.
1: Yeah,
0: interesting. So, can a person have BRCA one and BRCA two? Because I know there's two types. Do you know the difference between the two?
1: They just affect uh, different chromosomes, which affect different cancers. But I mean, our, yeah. our sole focus has been uh, the BRCA one because we yeah. know we know that gene's faulty within the family. Yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah. And so, what happens generally once you test positive to that BRCA one gene? Like, what's the recommendation given? That's
1: a really good question. And look, I think it's radically different for men and women. Yeah. So for women, um, if you have a faulty BRCA one gene, um, so my sister, I should mention. Um, discovered this after she had her cancer. Okay. So if you discover this before you've had cancer then the the options are today there's obviously drugs and treatment there's yes. also radical surgery. Um Angelina
0: so, Jolie did the correct. double yeah. mastectomy. Correct. Yeah. And my yep. sister
1: had a, also had a double mastectomy and her ovaries removed. Wow. After her cancer and she's t- 20 years on now I should I should say Good on her. also and yep. uh so, um, and that actually then reverses your chances of, uh, you know, developing cancer again. Um, well, you're fact, basically
0: removing the hormones which stimulate the cancer growth too, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. And your, your chances are, are better than the average female, even if you have the BRCA gene, if you've had that radical surgery. I mean, it's, it sounds
0: Very invasive. extremely
1: macabre. Um, yeah. But, it, you know, it is, it is unf- I read yesterday that it's actually, you know, the most successful treatment for cancer is still, unfortunately, wow. surgery. Yeah. And what yeah. about for men? So for men, um, as I said, the risks are significantly less, but they are there and they are real. So for me, um, a couple of key things are absolute annual regular checks with your GP. So your full medical examination every year. So all your full blood tests and anything that's going to indicate that there's something not quite right. Um, I had my first uh, colonoscopy. Yeah uh last year which was all happy days good on you and um and then i also have an annual skin check as well Yep. i've had some uh, bccs removed over the years which are not harmful but it's pointless leaving them okay um, in my my neck and my arms and yep and uh yeah so you know just be extremely diligent on uh having your annual checks so and that's all about early detection right yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So with so as far as having any cancer scares yourself you've the closest obviously is the BCCs which is uh, Yeah. I mean
1: it, they are very harmless but you are then um more susceptible to melanoma if you've had BCCs. So right. I'm 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 rigorous but also I had one in my scalp a yeah. BCC which is harmless but if yeah. it keeps growing that would have ended up being major major surgery. It was already um um, major surgery in my scalp. I thought it was just going to be a little bit of a scrape, but they had to cut a great big flap out of my <laughs> skull to get that out. Wow! So um, yeah, you know, so you know, don't take anything lightly. Basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And um, early detection is key. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah, So are you able to identify BCC yourself now? I
1: can now. Really? Yeah. And funny story. It's not a funny story at all, really. But I, <laughs> um, I had my annual check, and there was a BCC on my neck. Yep. And uh, and I used to think. Um, and this is still marginally controversial that they were partly or largely driven by too much sun. Yeah, right. Which is and which is absolutely no conclusive myth. evidence as that's yeah. true uh, yeah. myth. Yeah, um, and I've discovered that you know it's it's largely diet related. Yes. So between having um, a BCC seen by my skin specialist and having it taken out, which was a gap of a few weeks, I yeah. I fasted. I just coincidentally happened to be fasting. And when I went back to have it taken out, that BCC had, had gone.
0: So you self-healed essentially yeah, in that time. Yeah. Amazing. I, I
1: surprised myself and he was in denial. What, well, Because I didn't want to do him out of a job. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, well true done. story. True so story. did you
0: do a juice fast or like a water fast? Yeah.
1: Or? I, I, look, I've listened to your podcast around the fasting boys and yeah. it is fascinating. And I think it is um, something that definitely works for me. Yeah. So A, the intermittent fasting every day. Yeah. Which I don't do every day, but I do do most days. Works for me, as yes. I said. You know, you're asleep most of that time anyway. Yeah. And then, um, and then I have done the juiced, uh, detox. But quality. is
0: that what you did when? What yes. which helped to remove the? Correct. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So just juice three times a day. Yeah. And uh, I actually, um, the Albert Park Park Run. Yep. Every Saturday morning. Yeah. My second fastest time ever, um, was five days after I hadn't eaten anything and I had just Amazing. juice fasted. So, you know, this um. This whole world of health and a better living, you know, is a big challenge for everyone. Is you know breaking habits, isn't it? Yes. You know, we we eat out of habit. We think we have to eat every morning, you know, morning tea, lunchtime, afternoon, and dinner. But we actually, uh, we actually don't. And we share a mutual friend. Dear friend of mine who had quite poor health this year. Yes, and um, I was quizzing him on he, on his diet. Yes, and he was rattling off what he has for breakfast, morning tea, lunch. Yes, it was all yeah. good, all really good, you know. But then I was said to him, "Well, how about you don't eat any of that?" Yes, <laughs> you <laughs> okay. know. Get and you rest. Uh, so I think we, you know, that is. Uh, I, I personally think fasting is is enormous um for our health absolutely giving our organs a break yeah but equally it's something that is you know not well understood because um you know if we're not going to eat that's well, a big, scared, big habit big habit to break yeah. isn't yeah, it massive. and it's emotionally and yeah you know in our mindsets it's not the sort of thing that we're born to do yeah, not, yeah. not eat but it is uh ironically it's one of the best things we can do absolutely yeah. it's yeah.
0: amazing so yeah. um so for you then so obviously the the regular screening you have done if you don't um, so for skin but what about internally as well I mean obviously you said you do the you've done colonics from time is that what you said you've yeah done and you've done I, have done, fasting, but... I have
1: done the, uh, the the colonic irrigation yeah 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 um, and uh, so in terms of my overall diet obviously you know I grew up in on the south coast of England and my my father had this huge fresh produce garden yeah so Every uh, every summer we were into the you know homegrown lettuce and tomatoes and everything, Amazing. which uh, at the time we thought was just a big pain in the backside. <laughs> but you know, on upon reflection, very grateful. And you know, grew up in with very very clean, sea, very clean air seaside yep. town in England, yep. so very very grateful. And then today the same really. So you know, I push my shopping trolley around the supermarket, and it's you know it's very colourful and very sort of fresh produce driven. And yeah. I look around at you know the coke and the barbecue shapes that I see in other people's trolleys, and yes. So, still an enormous amount of education to be had, I think. Um, but yeah, I think you know, plenty of hydration to answer your question. Plenty of hydration, plenty of good quality water, plenty of yeah. you know raw foods. Yep. And uh, and you know, don't you just don't need to eat as much as what we think we do? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: Interesting. So, what specific tests do you have done regularly?
1: Well, it's it's annually. It's okay. It's just a full medical. So, yep. if you ask your GP for a full medical examination, it's basically all the blood tests that would pick up. Uh, pretty much anything, so from you know cholesterol, all the all the markers that indicate what's going on with your liver and your major organs. Yep. And then obviously uh, your PSA, which is obviously linked to your, your prostate reading, um, and uh, obviously you know checking out your your weight, which is obviously you know really critical. Um, yeah, and that's it. And then my skin check I do uh, elsewhere. So yeah, you get the full report back and versus what your result was last yeah. year and versus your age group sort of population and mine's always pretty good very yeah. good in fact so you know if you do that regularly then that's i'd say that's a massive chunk of the battle yeah
0: absolutely so you mentioned before day to day you do things like taking your turmeric and your apple cider vinegar and your garlic in the morning so have you always done this or is this something that you've kind of evolved, has evolved over the years and as you've gotten older have you felt like you've needed to do that more
1: no, I think it's an education. Um, I think you've been obviously key with this, with yeah. uh, you know your influence on uh, on that routine. And yeah, I think I think the oldie. I mean, I'm you know 53 now, even though I look 35, as you say. <laughs> but um, I do. Uh, the older you get, you do get more conscious. I think that's normal. Yeah. yeah. And um, and I want to you know I want to live to a long time as well. I'm not sure yeah. about 120 like <laughs> you, but uh, I can go There'd close. And uh, so screening's part of that, and um, as is your diet, as is your stress levels as well right so absolutely i personally think um listening to your blue zones podcast you know how how basic is is that it is frightening and apart from the diet piece which is you know 80 percent plant-based and you know the meat was okay 20 percent meat um the and the red wine, yes, yeah. But the bulk of the other elements of those nine elements was were arguably stress related or, or, or lack of. So, good relationships, you know, having a faith in something doesn't need to be, you know, religion, religion. necessarily. Yeah. You know, e- uh, exercise just needs to be movement. You don't need to be. A lunatic like me doing the Ironman triathlon, (laughs) Um, you know, walking the donkey through the village and, you know, that lifestyle that reduces or avoids stress, I think is as big, if not bigger than, you know, the, uh, the, the dietary and the, and and the other elements. It's a holistic
0: approach really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Which brings me to the next question. So tell me, tell me about how you mentioned running, but is there, what else do you do as a way to keep yourself fit? Like, do you practice mindfulness? Do you meditate?
1: How it's do funny you? Though. I I have tried meditating um, a few times, and I do struggle with meditating. But yeah, yeah. I was talking to someone recently about meditation, and yeah. um, I said, "No, I don't meditate. I have tried um, unsuccessfully." But um, this person said, well, "What do you do?" I said, well, "I do Are you running." He said, yeah. "Well, have, what about tell me about your running?" And he said, "Well, that is actually uh, that is absolutely a form of meditation. Yeah, yeah. I think it's true." Yeah. So, you know, there's a saying, you know, it's a, it's a, you wouldn't understand, it's a, it's a running thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm a runner, so I, I yeah, get that.
1: Yeah, And I, I, you know, especially in the, you know, when I was a bit younger, I so did long distance, done eight marathons, and, you know, that is zone time for sure. Well, it's sure. such a great endorphin yeah. release
0: that I don't think, uh, for me personally anyway, I haven't come across any other exercise that has hit the spot the way running does.
1: Yeah. Well, you run for your mind as well as your body, don't you? Yeah. So, 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 and I think, um, you know, I was so that is that's just been great okay. for me I, you know unfortunately i ha, i am a sort of stoic calm sort of type of character and um and uh that running has definitely helped me and i was also um i was born into the hospitality industry the yeah. frantic hot sweaty kitchens, kitchens of yeah. london and europe so, as a chef yeah yeah at a young age i was working under a lot of you know a lot of pressure in the in the kitchens and i think that's helped as well so yeah this the stress thing is really key to keep under control oh you know everyone deals everyone has stress on them but it's how you deal with it and cope with it absolutely yeah Yeah.
0: so running is your way to release stress and just it is and the rowing
1: more recently the rowing machine i like to try and pull that thing out of the you know out of the out of the thingamajig but i haven't been successful yet (laughs) yeah
0: so you were telling me about a three minute exercise routine recently (laughs)
1: yeah this is really amazing um so so on the exercise piece, I think high intensity. Um, I've always enjoyed high intensity exercise, whether it be on a bike or running. I was a good sprinter and somehow I got into long distance. But yeah. there, is a, um, there is a study that's been done and there's a, sh- there's a show called The Truth About Exercise. It's, oh, uh, yeah? it's a BBC British uh, documentary. Yeah. And there's absolute scientific evidence that um, you can exercise for a minute a day, three days a week and um have significant um health health, health benefits. So so look up this documentary, it's hilarious. Even the guy, the scientist who's who's hosting this show is disbelief that um wow. so he's on a bike twenty seconds. Yeah. Supremely high intensity, like yep. you look like a lunatic for yeah, twenty yeah. seconds. And then rest. <laughs> and then do it again for twenty seconds. And then rest and do it again for twenty seconds. And then if you do that three times a week, that can have, you know, the same or Bigger benefits than, you know, like you going to the gym, you know, three, four hours a week and running 30 Ks and um, getting into detail of what actually happens. So um, it's a much better way to break down uh, glycogen. Yeah. And it activates 70 to 80% of your muscles as opposed to
0: significantly
1: less. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, it's staggering. So I think, you know, a lot of um, the challenges for people who don't like exercise is, you know, for that ex- exact reason, right? It's yeah, boring right. And boring. So um, go and get an exercise bike yeah, and yeah. Uh, knock yourself out.
0: I mean, obviously with that, though, there needs to be a, some level of fitness that you need to have because you wouldn't want to get a person who's overweight and not fit on the bike and go hard for 20 seconds. I would, I'm sure there'd be high risk of heart attacks or
1: I would guess. I would, ge- I would guess 20 seconds would be reasonably safe, but I'm not, I'm not a medical <laughs> practitioner, so please don't write to me and say, yeah, you know, yeah. someone had a heart attack. It's not so, my fault.
0: Was that Michael Moses? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got some amazing um, documentaries yeah. and TV shows as well. So interesting. <clears throat> sure. So what about, so obviously um, when you found out that you were a carrier of the BRCA1 gene, did you change anything diet-wise?
1: Yeah, I did. I think I became a lot more, I was reading a lot about alkalinity yeah. in our diet, alkalinity and, um, you know, acidic diets. So, yeah, yeah. you know, and again, it's so important, but you don't hear people talk about it anywhere near enough I don't think so you know as you know there's acidic foods and there's alkaline foods so you know obviously if you're eating alkaline foods um, which largely are all the foods you would expect to be alkaline so you know fresh produce and greens, so on and so you know, no water. processed foods and all yeah. that kind of stuff yep. lots of water then uh, obviously you're, you know you're putting yourself in more of an alkaline state or at least a pH neutral state yes. uh, as opposed to an acidic state and yeah. you know there is there is evidence that if you have uh, an acidic uh, acidic stomach and acidic body then that exposes you to be uh, more prone to the nasties so yep. um Yeah, so I'm conscious of that. So, yeah, I am a lot more conscious. Um, I have a lot more knowledge because obviously since, um, you know, my my sister in particular got cancer, you become a lot more aware. But it is also easy, you know, society to be complacent about our health because, um, you know, people just go about that day living their life and then they get sick and they wonder why.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. So you changed basically just became more conscious of acidic foods, yeah, alcohol intake, yeah, increasing well, your water intake.
1: Yeah, definitely water intake, definitely all yeah. the all the sort of routine that I explained before, what you know what I do in the morning. Yeah. Um, you know, a few supplements, but a yeah. lot of lot of them are natural like the garlic and the hemp oil. Yeah, yeah. And things like that and the turmeric which is well known to be, uh, you know, anti-inflammatory, great, great superfood, you know, lots of fresh produce, you know, I really keep the sugar, sugar, I have reduced dairy, I have reduced too, I'm very, very um, minimal amount of uh, cow's milk now, It's great. I'm, uh, soy milk fan now with my coffee apparently that develops man boobs is <laughs> yeah, that right
0: yeah. mix it up between your <laughs> coconut and your almond and just yeah,
1: mix it up yeah I do the only thing you know I, I should drink less off is coffee I did stop coffee for 8 months because yep. that is acidic um, yes. I'm back on the coffee but you know manage one or two a day but you know need to swap it l- out for l- l- turmeric
0: lattes David I do that
1: too A <laughs> little bit of balance there but yeah. um, but to answer your question yeah I did and I, you know, but I think the really big one is really sort of religiously making sure you're being checked regularly yes um, so if you are going to You know, if you are going to become victim to, you know, a a cancer of some sort, then at least you're on top of it really, really quickly and to, to, you know help with your chances of um you know survival essentially
0: absolutely yeah. and the start of year is a good time when people are on holidays they have got more time to get on top of their health screen yeah and, you know yeah. do overall tests so it's a good time for people anyone listening who may have cancer in the family or have any scares themselves it's a good time to obviously get checked
1: yeah no absolutely it is for um, sure for sure so
0: just to finish up tell us what are your top three tips to living longer stronger happier healthier life
1: yeah, look, I think um, I think as I've said, I think there's a, a huge piece around um, your lifestyle, yep. which I think is broken into, you know, obviously what you consume, um, how much uh, how much you sleep. Yep. You know, I think sleep is a really important one. I um, I don't set my alarm clock anymore. For me personally, I oh, think. Oh, lucky I you! F- I think waking up without an alarm <laughs> clock <laughs> That's is a amazing. really is a really key piece. Yeah, you've around... you've got young um, kids,
0: so they're like your natural alarm clock. Well, so. the thing is, I go to, I go to
1: sleep with them very early, actually. So okay. therefore, I wake up at four or five, and uh, yep. it's all quiet. So yeah, uh, obviously, stay active, you know, and that doesn't it doesn't as the, as the blue zones uh, suggest that doesn't yep. need to mean doing you know triathlons as long as you're moving, you know what do they call it natural movement. Natural movement, yeah. Um, and um and the whole stress piece so how do you how do you a remove stress from your life um, and if you can't do that you know how can you uh how can you manage manage it more effectively um and uh yeah and if you can do all of that well then I think you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna live a, a long you're gonna put yourself in the in a good position to, to for longevity yeah.
0: Amazing. Yeah. yeah Thank you yeah. so much. Is there anything else you want to add?
1: I just would mention um there's another amazing documentary on um it's, it's also the BBC and it's called The Enemy Within and it talks about the journey of uh cancer research over oh, 50 yeah. year over 50 years yeah. and um it is amazing. It's the 50 years of fighting cancer and it's and you know um it's a lot of cancer charities as you know and you can really see Um, The benefits of um, the cancer research, you know, people are surviving longer, people are detecting um, cancer earlier, and this whole piece around genes, uh, because we've only spoken about one, but there's lots of other genes, so if you can identify that you have a faulty gene early in your life... Particularly the BRCA one, yes. then then obviously you can come up with a life plan that's exactly. going to work for you. Particularly if you're female, so so I have two daughters as you know. Yes, um, they're not yet at the stage where they need to get their BRCA one gene tested. If it's uh, if it's not faulty, you well and good. If it is, then we'll you know we'll deal we'll deal with that at the time. Yeah, but you know again, it's a topic that no one, very few people know about, which is alarming really yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. So uh, if you're unsure, just touch base with Peter Mack Hospital and they'll give you all the advice you need. So thank you, David.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for your time. I hope that you have an amazing, happy, healthy life ahead and um, have a wonderful year. So tell us how people can contact you because you've obviously got your DJV food group and I know we've got a lot of listeners who are also have food businesses as well. So tell us about how people can get in touch with you. Thank
1: you. Yeah, just david at uh, djbfoodgroup.com or get onto the website, djbfoodgroup.com and flick us a note. And um, if you're in the food game in any way, shape or form, give us a shout and we'll have a have a good old chat and we'll be able to be able to help you in one way, shape or form. Amazing. For sure.
0: Thank you so much. Pleasure. Have Thank you, Vicky. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and follow me on our YouTube channel, One Body, One Life, to see more inspirational videos to help you reach optimal wellness and longevity. But until next time, don't forget, you've got a Nourish to Flourish.